0: It is time to tune up the band and kill sports entertainment. For it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reardon, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. How are you, chaps? Are you ready to kill sports entertainment?
1: I'm always born ready. (laughs) It is uh, so. Just to, we're going to date this recording even further right now we are very close to seeing the euro final everyone here is t- tense as hell especially me who is dying of anxiety
0: <laughs> so basically as we, as everyone knows this episode goes out on monday so i think for to cover but to cover all bases we I'll, I'll do this now we'll go yay for we won boo because we lost is that good Sounds that sounds good. That, that works. That, that, that works. works. That works. <laughs> Apart
2: from that though, chaps, how have you been?
1: Been alright. Been alright and excited as well. Yeah. Always.
2: Like it's been it's been good. It's been it's been a busy week. <laughs> um it's been lots of stuff happening, both mm. for myself and in the wrestling world. Yes. That and then some.
0: Uh for sure. It has been a very exciting week. We've been seeing a lot more uh we've been seeing promotions. Uh, put more and more shows. We're seeing audiences return. It's been uh, it's been a refreshing change of pace. That's for darn sure. I'm excited to get into that when we get to the news. But before that, as ever, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and always be pending other platforms.
1: You know, guys, I don't know if it's coming home, but I do know that it's. <laughs> We are always pending, and you should always be pending.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I love to see it. <laughs> yes, indeed you do. And as ever, every Wednesday over on Project Ditz. So, before we get into this episode, <laughs> where we uh, where we review Invasion 2001, it is time to visit Dan and talk about all the goings-on in this week's wrestling news.
1: dun, 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 dun.
2: Wrestling news! Yay! <laughs> Yay! That <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: sound so excited, Dan.
2: But you know, we have to, <laughs> you know, what? We always have to start off with Riordan. So, yeah. yeah, It's John Morrison being Ricochet by count out.
1: <laughs> wow. I mean,
2: yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't an awful match. Um, I mean, the thing that always becomes present for me is that you know watching uh prince puma versus johnny mundo in uh in lucha underground mm. uh, and knowing what these two can do and i hope that maybe this is a vehicle for john morrison to start moving his way up the ladder because by god i think he deserves it
0: absolutely is this what happens um, to most wrestlers when they when they change their attire into like casual jeans and shoes <laughs>
2: maybe i mean
0: Um, i I feel i feel sorry for ricochet because i i I, i'm assuming that he's lost every single i I, he had his gear bag stolen that every single pair of trunks that he ever had
2: well that's what i mean like it just seems so weird it just seems so random (laughs) um but with that though we now have it completely set out and we now know what the men's money in the money in the bank ladder match is is Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Matt Riddle versus Drew McIntyre versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Um, that is a hodgepodge I'm... and a half, isn't it? Well, first off, I'm going to take this opportunity to to say because I was talking to my friends about this earlier today. I don't know what it is, but there's something about Seth Rollins' voice.
0: <laughs> As I said, it reminds me far too much of Waluigi.
1: Nah, I think Seth Rollins' voice sounds like a more raspier, more masculine version of Daria.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> You're not wrong!
2: I don't know what it is about his voice, but it's just that kind of like... <laughs> It's a real. you
1: has got an extreme '90s grunge voice. It's yeah, that's...
2: like it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't annoy me or anything. Like it's... I don't find it. I don't think it's bad. I just find it like weirdly funny.
0: Seth Rollins, voiced by Mike Judge. God damn
2: it, son! <laughs> Is- to be fair you know what in a weird way after you saying that in a way i'm almost like it does sound a little bit beavis and buttheadish <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it does doesn't it um
2: so- but we also have the women's ladder the women's money in the back ladder match which is Oscar versus naomi versus lexa bliss versus nikki cross or nikki ash whichever one you want to use uh Versus Liv Morgan versus Lena Vega versus two more people to be announced, which I believe in that case will be one from Raw and one from SmackDown. Maybe. No, yes. two from SmackDown, no, two from SmackDown, two from SmackDown. Mm. Um to which there's only one correct booking option and it's Liv Morgan. <laughs> oh of course, yeah. Liv Morgan is the only good option here. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't mean that to disparage any of your people. Is that everything is saying is Liv Morgan, and that's the correct choice? Please. <laughs> um, do you know how sad I got after I read that thing about Becky's return? Yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. I don't know if you have seen this, where they were saying like the women want Becky to come back because they hope it will improve Raw's booking. Yeah, that's that's sad. That's <laughs> yeah. Bad. And an indictment on the company.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a harsh indictment on the company.
2: Well done, Vince. Well done. Um, Uh, I can find it again. There we go. Uh, uh, We had the continuation of Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor, uh, as well as uh, this new budding rivalry between Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Uh, Obviously, Jinder is back.
0: Also, um, can we can we can we can we uh, bring to light the revelation that his sword, his claymore, is yeah, now has ties to the Loch Ness monster because Scotland?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, but that's just WWE being like, hmm, Scotland.
0: <laughs> just thank God he's not Irish. They shameless. Yeah, it's, it's a shameful thing.
2: Lobster head. <laughs> Um, we then had Riddle versus AJ Styles with Riddle picking up the win. Mm-hmm. Um, the even more cursed match of Elias and Cedric Alexander versus R-Truth and Jackson Riker with Jackson Riker getting the win. What happened to
0: Cedric? Ale- what did Cedric Which Alexander is just a, do?
2: That is a deep. I mean, first off, that's a deep WWE universe five years in future booking. <laughs> yes. Um, and second of all. It emphasizes all the wrong people in that match. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna get into the whole thing with Jackson Riker. I think a
0: lot of people have already got into that, but it's
2: just... I mean we've already we've already gone over it, oh, so yeah. But just bloody hell. Um we then had it announced there will be a United States title match between Humberto Carrillo and Seamus, and then in two weeks' time Uh, there will be a match between AJ and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, Please just do something with the Viking Raiders. Yeah. (sighs) They're so cool, man. They they were, you
0: know, they're like right near the top of the bill in the Tokyo Dome. They were
2: were so popular in Ring of Honor. I remember that time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the time they ran away from uh, Trash Monster with with the Street Profits? (sighs) <sighs> please move on <laughs> uh, and then finally we had uh, the New Day versus Bobby Lashley and MVP with New Day picking up the win and then we now know Kofi is going up to face Bobby Lashley at uh, at Money in the Bank it should, should be a good match assuming they give them the right amount of time look you're not look, Brock's not coming back <laughs> Come on,
0: you know you want to. Come on, you know you'll want to put it on Kofi.
1: Do it.
2: Do it, you scaredy uh, cats. Going over to uh, NXT for the Great American Bash. Mm. Starting off with Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus MSK. MSK picking up the win. I still do not know why the crowd are booing MSK so hard. I don't. Know. I this 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 confuzzles me because
0: I love the pair of them. I think they're really well. I think you know what it is. I genuinely think people would like MSK, but that crowd
2: loves Champa and Thatcher. See, like I guess that's the thing. But I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have conceptualized the fact that like Tommaso, do they love Tommaso Champa that much?
0: Yeah, I mean considering. He's been with it. He's been in that place now for for years now. Uh, but I tell you, mate, that's true testament to Tomasic Ciampa that he could still get over with a crowd all these years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, credit uh, shout out to Matthew for uh, using the uh, <laughs> for using that certain Simpsons clip with that match. <laughs> there was a man from Nantucket. No. <laughs>
2: uh, we get a we get a video promo. Uh, tell it from Kushida telling the diamond mine that he'll be going off them. Just yes. Are we going to see Kushida it's, versus Hideki it's, Suzuki? It's kind of mad to me that I'll be seeing Kushida versus Hideki Suzuki in WWE NXT. I know, right? That
0: is that's
2: that kind is of nuts. Chance. But also, we get we we're going to get Kushida versus Roderick Strong. Oh, just, again, what is it that Big E says? Big beef me
0: and slapping meat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have LA Knight winning uh, the Million Dollar Championship belt again against Cameron Grimes. Cameron Which... Grimes is basically officially faced now. There's no uh, debate about it. This was match of the night for me. These two put on Dude, an it was absolute a great playmate. match. And
0: to any doubters of LA Knight, he proved in that match that he can... Really
2: freaking go. He yeah, like, go. I don't... I don't think anyone should be under any illusion that LA Knight bracket Eli Drake um, is not a good wrestler. Yes. <laughs> he's very good at what he does. He's very old school. Yeah. I mean, um, he's everything they like, really want, basically. WWE. But, like, in terms of WWE's formula... Mm. He fits it pretty much to at and he makes it work at NXt as well yeah So like ple I mean to be fair as well Cameron Grimes is hugely talented so so hugely hugely so talented <laughs> uh we get introduced to the competitors in the NXt breakout tournament we've already seen. Uh, Andre Chase, Andre Chase, Joe Gacy. Uh, oh no, they were the qualifying matches. Yeah, we get the we get the people who are going to be involved. So we have Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes, Andre Chase, a person I won't mention, uh, Ika Menjiro, Joe Gacy, uh, Odyssey Jones, and Duke Hudson. Now, what? first off, uh, I saw Duke Hudson and went, "I swear I know him." <laughs> I, I think I know where you're going with this and yeah. then I oh I do know who he is because I've seen him before yeah <laughs> in NXT yeah <laughs> on Raw <laughs> but hey it is it is what it is and they're working with it um, yeah uh, there's a really funny moment uh, on Twitter when they announce the people um, who are in the uh, who are in the tournament officially <laughs> One of them conspicuously was missing um, a Twitter profile. <laughs> I-, I wonder why that could be. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Mm. Um, but uh, for next week's episode of NXT, we have Duke Hudson versus Ikemenduro, which I am super excited for. I love Ikemenduro of all of my heart. Same. I want him to win the tournament. Um, I'd love him to win the tournament. Um. Oh, I'd love Joe Gacy to win the tournament because, that's, well, that's, that's the O.D. I was like, I was like, Ikomenduro is fantastic to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, of people that I think they would strap the rocket on, probably Joe Gacy because yeah. Joe Gacy's basically a completed a finished article already. Yeah. Um, had Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus the Way with Io Shirai and Zoe start coming out and getting the win, uh, after Tegan Knox
0: returns. Ah, she was the fully charged phone battery. Yeah, I know.
1: I (laughs) thought you were about to say that she was the Smackdown hacker.
2: (laughs) Ah, ah, No, no, no. Mustafa Ali already claimed that. Yeah. (laughs) Like five months after the fact. (laughs) Uh... But yeah, now we have new, new tag team champions. A little bit sketchy on the whole, you know, put together team winning. But they have been working together on previous editions of NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not completely out of the, uh, you know, it's it's not quite main roster level yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, We then had Dexter Loomis come uh, appear again and carry uh, Indy Hartwell away. The circle is complete. Bless up. (laughs) Uh, Something I never thought I would see in all my years watching uh, or WWE at least. We got to see a fucking live rap cipher. Which (laughs) just blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that this thing I can't tell how fucking happy I was to see this. <laughs> Honestly, man,
0: let them let them do this—not every single week, but let them keep doing this. And gosh darn, Hit Row's gonna be Dude, absolutely just, amazing.
2: As, as as I said to most people, I've been speaking to, like, they all say Hit Row is the coolest thing on in WWE right now. See? So just let them go with it. See.
0: I, 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 I knew holding on to my faith that Isaiah Swerve
2: Scott was going to be one of the best things in NXT. <laughs> was it Dude, it's amazing what you, It's amazing what you can do when you actually let people, out don't know, embrace, you know, parts of their character. Something yeah, like that. Exactly. I've heard. <laughs> um, and then finally, we had Cole versus O'Reilly 2. Adam Cole picking up the win. Great match. Yeah, great match. That's kind of all there was to say about it outstanding uh I do you just want to give a quick shout out to um to new japan uh mostly just for uh the latest edition of summer struggle mm-hmm. um, great little match between Mas- master wado and Amura Yu yeah Dude, Yu has come on so so great absolutely absolutely him him ren narita and um shoulder will be great all be great together
0: <laughs> oh just th- th- we'll get it one day once everything
2: unfo- unfortunately unfortunately show is in the uk right now so i know one day we will get we will we will get shooter back we will get shooter back with john moxley <laughs> yeah he needs to adopt his son again <laughs> uh but no uh quick shout out for me to el desperado versus taiji um amazing match yeah Genuinely a really good match. S- surprising,
0: because El Desperado. I-, I think a lot of people would agree with me. He's not like the greatest of years. I feel like he's been
2: phoning it in quite a bit a lot of this year. So it's a really good thing- match. I think the thing is, is that it-, it has, like I said last week, with for some reason the booking of junior heavyweights just like across the board in Japan is just kind of not being great. Yeah. So and, I, and obviously the thing for him as well is that everyone kinda knows like he was the replacement for um Hiromu. Mm. So that's kind of the thing that makes it difficult because it's like when Hiromu comes back, we already know what's happening in a way. <laughs> yeah, that is that's that's for true. That is for true. <laughs> um just quickly, to pop over to GCW as well... Um, oh. I want to give a shout-out to AJ Gray versus Brian Keith. That was a great match. Man. Seriously. Like, AJ
0: Gray is fan-blooming-tastic. And I just, like... Yeah, he's killing it right now. I just feel like ever since... For the culture, the, the stock... And the hype for black talent in the independence is going up exponentially. And it's so oh, fucking yeah. amazing to see. Like, honestly, like, right, Reardon, like, if you want to keep your finger on the pulse of the indies, AJ Gray and Lee Moriarty are the two that you need to keep an eye on.
1: I will, I will. Not that, And any person who has the name Moriarty gets my support. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh yeah. of course, and, Sh- and Suge D as well, because, come on, it's Suge D. Oh, Suge. Oh, Suge. Sugar Dunkerton, you absolute fucking legend, you.
2: Yeah, we love Suge. Uh, um, just quickly going over to 205 Live, because it had uh, the last of the qualifying matches. Uh, Odyssey Jones picking up the win against Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh person I will not name beat Asher Hale. I have to say i preferred asher hale's previous gear same i do <laughs> um but hey what can you do <clears throat> still you know is what it is um i hope he that i will not name um has decided to change up his finisher <laughs> true uh, just quickly going over to SmackDown now. We had obviously Shinsuke being Baron Corbin to qualify for Money in the Bank. <laughs> uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, uh, who both conspicuously lost part of their names, um, getting their debut matches on SmackDown. Uh, presumably, this is just for the sake of. Um, while Bailey is now out, Bailey now injured for nine months uh, after wow. an incident during training. Yeah. Um, first off, to say, um, as I mentioned in our end of year uh, retrospective and awards, uh, Bailey hard carried a lot of SmackDown last year. Fucking hell, she did, not then, yeah. like, she was putting in work, um, and it's a shame that she kind of got thrown into a a difficult feud to work with Bianca Belair, not because anything about it is bad, not because either of anything about them is bad, just because they kind of pigeonholed themselves into an awkward situation. Yeah. Um, but obviously, <clears throat> hoping she'll be back sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want my... If you want my view on it, then I would say um, absolutely stick her on commentary. <laughs> yes.
0: Just to really stick it to Michael Cole because I love it every single time Bailey jumps on Michael Cole
2: for when he ever makes a mistake. <laughs> Belonka. Um, we'll get, never forget Get her, get her, get her doing that. Uh, that'll be fantastic and keep her in the fold, also- keep things developing. <laughs>
0: Also, may I add, in, in regards to uh, Shotzi Blackheart uh, and Tegan Knox debuting, mean, part yes. of me that goes, did Ember Moon receive the call? I was like, fuck off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to go back to the Maybe. main roster.
0: Because <laughs> I feel like, Maybe. wait a minute, wasn't Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon tagging together? <laughs>
2: yes. And I was like, oh. Again. Yeah. Once things pass out of NXT, continuity ceases to exist. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Shotzi before
0: then always had one name, apparently, to the main roster. Always had one yeah. name. <laughs> Why do this, Vince? But that's <clears throat> an awesome name.
2: Oh, uh, uh, what do I oh, know? Oh, no, it saves letters on the name place or something. <laughs> what do I know? Um... But no, this end this episode of SmackDown ends with an amazing segment uh, between Edge and the Mysterios uh, and the Bloodline Roman and Jimmy and Jey Uso, which I was surprised to see Jimmy there. I, don't know uh, I, was, I was surprised as
1: well. well yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen our tweets talking about the situation, the context around it is Jimmy Uso got arrested for a fourth time for driving under the influence of alcohol. Uh, I mean, there's nothing else for me to really say about it other than I understand the difficulty that comes with addiction. Yeah, uh, and that I hope that he gets the help that he needs exactly. because I think, in a way, it's at least somewhat apparent to me as a person who has been through it that he is not willing to seek it out himself. I feel
0: it's the thing, isn't it? I don't think we're all angry, uh, at Jimmy. We're all—I think as fans, we're disappointed. No, Jimmy. no,
2: I'm not. I'm not angry at him. I'm never going to be angry at him. Mm-hmm. I as i said i'm a person that's been through it um it's not really an anger thing it's more just a thing of like i can tell that you, you have no desire to change <laughs> yeah as i said it's not
0: anger it's i think it is just collective disappointment
2: it's yeah it's like
0: come on you know better you should know better again this can do the, better
2: this is the fourth time yeah That really should be enough of a wake-up call, but um, but no, I mean for the in regards to the rest of the segment, um, all pretty damn great. Love the, I mean, I think for me the thing I like about it is that there's obviously the thing between Ray and you know Ray and Roman, but Mm -hmm. also the 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 kind of past tie. Between Edge and Ray, I
0: was gonna say yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the first time I've kind of properly seen them both together since like the heyday of the SmackDown Six. It was lovely to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first time I've have kind of like I think were they t- yeah they were a tag team in two thousand and two, and since yeah. then they kind of their paths haven't are very rarely crossed since then. So. No, it was nice to see that as well. Even if it was the, the weird sight of Edge looking absolutely psychotic with that broken chair piece across Jay's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, wholesome content for having a, having no, a friend's reunion.
2: A wholesome family content.
1: Listen, listen. Psychotic Edge is best Edge. We, we all know this.
2: No, it's <laughs> fact. Indeed. It's facts. It's facts. Oh, bad. Um, Just quickly to finish off the news, I want to give a big... Shout out! Congratulations to uh, Konosuke Takeshita for winning the King of DDT tournament. Oh yeah, uh, best and person. And he will now be, he will now be coming up again. Oh, he's due to face Jun Akiyama for the KOD Openweight. Uh, super excited for this. Super happy to see it. Uh, and it will be a good match. Uh, uh, Takeshita and Akiyama have met twice mm-hmm. already before now. Um. And if this does round out with Takeshi winning the KOD open weight uh, against Akiyama, I would be very happy to see it. Yeah, Takeshi has had a, 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 an incredible 2021
0: thus far. And honestly, he's up there in the top five of my favorite wrestlers for this year. Um, he's he's had bumper match after bumper match. He was part of that amazing tag match at Cyberfight. Um, so to go on the up and up and see that he's going up against Akiyama for the KOD title, yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited for that match. You know what else I'm excited about as well? Uh, with the news, with, with all the things in regards to news this week. Uh, the fact that our dear Fred Joseph has stoked the flames of Eddie Kingston versus Junik Akiyama. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus he, he wrote an article. had an interview with Eddie Kingston. Turns out Junieki Arba liked the tweet uh, to the article where Eddie talks about wanting to face him in AEW. So we may just get that match yet. I don't know.
1: I don't think Joseph has realised what he's done.
0: <laughs> oh no, he fully, he full well knows what he's done. <laughs> we all know because we all support him in that.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, look the other the other side of it. Uh, as as I should actually say, I should actually mention is that just every so often, uh, Eddie Kingston just tweets angrily at Machito. Yeah, yes, <laughs> just every so just every so often. It's the most whole, um, it's the
0: most wholesome Twitter exchange, angry Twitter exchange I've ever uh, seen. Which we
2: which we then also should say, um, I believe it's being run through DDT, hmm. but we are getting uh, an eight. It's an eight man electrified barbed wire barbed wire match yes with Atsushi Onita and Maki Ito on the same team again <laughs> <laughs> you just love to hear it and see it don't you and, I mean, It's Maki Ito, Atsushi Onita and Sunshiro Takagi and someone else versus like Super Sasadango machine <laughs> it's just go back to my DDT episode if you want to know why we love DDT so much <laughs> Go and watch Go and watch DDT's Christmas death Match, <laughs> which also had Atsushi Onita and Maki Ito in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. But I'm guessing with that, Dan, are, 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 we, are we wrapped up on the news? We are wrapped up on the news. Fan Dabby Dozy. Riodon, do you have anything you would like to recommend to our listeners for this week's Recommendation Corner?
1: Yeah, um, I have a, a couple of things, actually. Ooh. So um, uh, so I would recommend uh, Black Widow if you can watch it safely with your quarantining stuff. Mm. It's actually pretty damn good. I was shocked. It's a pretty damn good movie.
2: Well, anything
0: with David Harbour in it is always going to be good, isn't
1: it? Oh, David Harbour is fantastic in that. <laughs> he is he, The man... You get the sense that he has been wanting to play a superhero all his life and has gotten <laughs> the chance and is using all of it every single month. And, um, And special credit to a really good villain, of which I will not spoil, but it's a good villain. Like, goddamn.
2: <laughs>
1: so that's what I would recommend. I'm also going to recommend uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, as it turns out that all of the trilogy like compilation video, compilation movies are on netflix so i'm going to watch
2: that oh, so, okay I can, then. so i okay. can
1: finally finally like get my gundam on i've been wanting to try for ages so <laughs>
2: shout out hey, to gundam
1: ten. shout out to gundam
0: gosh man you're going back to my days of flipping Toonami when i was watching gundam <laughs>
2: I guess say I'm having like I'm being like vividly thrown back through time of like my brother showing me Gundam for the first time.
0: Just one
1: beat communication. <laughs> this is
2: a really random side thing. All, <laughs> I, all I remember is I think Gundam had a game on like PS1. Yes. Mm. that i remember my brothers had and that was like the majority of my exposure to gundam <laughs> it was a pretty darn good game as well the it was more a good when game. i think about it Um uh, my
0: recommendation corner i have a little recommendation it's the hallmark of greatness uh podcast <laughs> our, our dear friend joe from the david vince podcast has a podcast where they, he reviews all uh most if not all of the hallmark films <laughs> Read and we're getting you
1: on there. I don't care. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, We'll get
0: you on there. If we can review the KFC Hallmark film, then yes. I thought he's already done that, hasn't he? Dang it. If, uh, dang it. I, I forgot. I think he has. Now, we'll yeah. find
2: one. We'll find one. We'll
0: find a Hallmark. There must be a wrestling Hallmark film. If not, we'll do Russell Madness, that dog wrestling film that John Morrison was in. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will. Excuse exp- me. I'll explain more at the end of this recording. <laughs> but with that, it is time to move on to this week's episode, Invasion Two Thousand and One. Oh my goodness, what a what a doozy of a pay per view we had to pick for this. one. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, on the 22nd of July, 2001.
2: <clears throat> I'll be honest, I'm not feeling the, the arena name. <laughs> the Gund.
0: <laughs> yes. No. Is it either that or it's the Goond?
2: I don't... <laughs> nah, I don't think that makes it any better.
0: <laughs> so, chat, do you have any vivid or fond memories of this pay-per-view or of
2: the time? uh that uh that came to be from this storyline um i have i mean obviously i have memories of the invasion storyline <laughs> don't we all <laughs> well because i think as well it's a, it's a thing that we've contextually gone over before hmm. um but i feel like it does bear repeating in this sense which is that for a lot of people in the uk wcw is more popular yeah yeah
0: because it was shown on national television and not cable uh, television, which it, which kind of by default made it more popular.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what you can do when you just put it on, like, a Channel 4?
0: It was Channel no. 5. Oh, it. God, yeah. So I even then... Five? really? Even Hold then, on. Yeah, Channel Hold 5. On. So even with a crappy signal, people were still watching it. WCW.
1: <laughs> My God, Channel 5. Wow. Channel
0: 5 is so cursed <laughs> Do you remember the days of analogue t- I mean alright f- we're going to talk amongst ourselves uh, American listeners while we're here Do you remember the days of analogue television Where it was like the crappy signal For channel 5 <laughs> Oh channel 5 signal was terrible <laughs> you Okay to- so Black-
2: here so, I mean contextually I feel like This is probably going to miss me out <laughs> um, I don't remember explicitly channel 5 Having bad signal But what I can tell you is I do remember Channel 5 always had the most random stuff on it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It always had the most random, most cursed shows you could find. I mean... You and mean... to be fair, I think that justified all of Channel 5's existence. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Remember, the so Channel 5
0: in this, in this country was launched in the mid-90s by, of all people, the Spice Girls faced wait
1: a minute
0: so i didn't know that the most trash television you could possibly muster from the get-go and it kind of seems apropos that they would get the wcw license around 99 2000
1: you know that's very appropriate actually
0: because <laughs> at this at before that of course as uh, most uk viewers of the 90s will remember wcw was shown on the cartoon network late at night in this country
1: Yes, yes, I remember
0: was. one Christmas Eve in particular. After The Wizard of Oz was shown, I ended up watching WCW Nitro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there
1: you go. Dude, I
0: love Kevin Nash.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've only had a real heart um <laughs> or a real kneecap, but I digress. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry kevin oh. i love you buddy <laughs> oh, i know it's man. a low-hanging fruit but i had to anyway would you guys like some contextual contextualization uh, of uh of this uh pay-per-view uh, and the storyline leading up to invasion
1: okay oh god how do i explain this um so the monday night wars <laughs> It was over, and WWF had won. <laughs> you probably didn't know that, but WWF won the Monday Night Wars. Fun fact. Fun fact.
0: And Vince doesn't uh, doesn't still uh, uh, rest oh, rest uh, pin everything that he's ever done on that one significant moment.
1: No, sir. <laughs> and, however, his son. The moneymaker himself, Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon. The craziest man in wrestling. It's... And that's saying something. And
2: the, best
0: <laughs> and the best wrestler in the world. The best in the world,
1: Shane McMahon. Before he became the best in the world. Oh, absolutely. Decided.
2: Yeah. when When the way he dressed was actually somewhat age-appropriate.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Although he can still rock trainers, honestly, he still looks oh, yeah. good But anyway, did in a feud with his father, bought the rights to WCW, so- and went on to invade the WWF and to take over. I think that's basics. The basics, you mean?
2: I mean, that's a yeah, pretty that good most of it, really. I'd say that's the
0: pretty bare bones uh pokédex definition we could have for the invasion yeah. yeah
2: without getting into every single like tiny aspect absolutely yeah. so uh, to be- to give you much more of that to give it a beef to beef
0: that up a little bit more as as Reardon said Shane McMahon bought the controlling stake of WCW from under Vince's nose two weeks before Wrestlemania 17 where Shane would defeat Vince in a street fight featuring some of the WCW talent in attendance fun fact they were supposed to interfere in the match until Sean Stasiak let slip in a radio interview that he was going to be interfering in the match Vince lost his shit and then devoted them to sitting in the bl- nosebleed section <laughs> Well done, Sean.
1: Well done. This
0: would not uh, and from that on that would be that would con- that would kind of uh be Sean Stasiak's booking from then on out in WWF. Cheers, cheers for that. Perfect. So two thousand one uh, the King of the Ring, Booker T would be one of the very first people to interfere or invade uh WWF by interfering in the triple fet match for the WWF championship. Uh, then Mike Awesome would interfere and win the Hardcore Championship. Lance Storm would interfere and Super Kick. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I, it was he did Super Kick that during that match and interfere. Uh, and then sooner and then sooner or later, ECW would get themselves involved,
2: and thus the alliance <laughs> was born. But before this... okay, but like, can we... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I feel like I have to mention it just because it's always makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me after they got involved in the storyline who became owner of ECW? <laughs> oh
0: yes, uh, yes. So uh, Paul Heyman, who you would have thought would have been the perfect person to align himself with Shane McMahon in this, no. Turns out his controlling stake of ECW was bought out by Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yes, Jesus. let the body, let the bodies hit the floor. Ugh. Unbelievable. so yeah before this of course leading up to the invasion storyline the idea was to have w- uh, wcw win that pay-per-view and thus take over the monday night slot that wwf had had they tested this out by having two kind of test runs of two wcw takeover matches on raw and smackdown of course the very famous one everyone remembers is the raw one where booker t went up against buff bagwell for the wcw championship this was buff's first and last match in wwf (laughs) because based bombed so bad that they ended up having stone cold and kurt angle run out beat the living shit out of them, and then throw them out of the arena just to get a pop from the audience. It's almost like,
2: and now, ba- bear with me, lads. <laughs> WWF fans aren't there for WCW wrestlers.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So the lesser known one, of course, in SmackDown, and the one I completely forgot about until I researched this, was where Gregory Helms went up against Billy Kidman for the Cruiserweight Championship.
2: OK, but that kind of sounds like he would bang.
0: It was a very good match as well, which saw Billy Kidman win the championship from Gregory Helms. It's a shame that um, Gregory Helms, you've heard this in subsequent interviews, and as everyone knows in the Cruiserweight episode, we love Gregory Shane Helms.
1: <laughs> right, Shout out to you.
0: But when he entered WWF, goodness gracious! The fact of things, he had to cut back. He had to get rid of the Shane name because no one, because Vince didn't want people him being mistaken for Shane McMahon. He was told okay. to get. He was told to get new gear, told to get new music, and told to never use the Vertebraker, because Vince was shit scared about that move.
1: Oh my God! Wow.
0: Tongue. So. Gregory Helms had to go through... I I feel sorry for Shane, because he had to go through so much during that invasion storyline. Like, like everything that made him awesome, he had to kind of water down. But I guess, you know, it worked out for him in the end, because not only did he, you know, have a really good character in The Hurricane, but he had a tremendous character in Gregory Helms, so... All in all, he made it work. Somehow. Somehow he made it. Of course, yeah, and then of uh, talking about that with the alliance storyline, with uh, Stephanie McMahon buying the controlling steak, and the last word on the go home show was Paul Heyman screaming, "We are going to kill sports entertainment." As a matter of fact, I think he actually, uh, I think he actually said, "In nomine Patris, Ephili Spiritus Sancti, Amen," as well. Yes, he was doing the Boondock Saints as well, before they were the Boondock Saints.
1: Oh, God. Was it just something in the
0: air? Is two- that it? I think yes. in 2001 especially, yes.
2: <laughs> I don't know when you were saying that, the first thing you came to my head was that, Paul poor was like, we're going to kill God. <laughs> so basically, yeah, a Jewish man going to kill God. I mean,
0: hmm. And make of that what you... <laughs>
2: I don't know why it was just the first thing that came to my head. I was like I know that definitely wasn't the promo he cut cuz I feel like I'd remember that more. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. But he did he was for some reason he quoted that. But you know what?
0: It's Paul Heyman. Why not? It's something different, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> anyway, this all leads us of course to the uh to the Invasion pay-per-view, which was originally going to be fully loaded and up until the last pay-per-view they had, The King of the Ring. They were advertising it as fully loaded. But of course with everything that had happened, scramble mode, make it an invasion storyline, uh, and thus we got this pay-per-view. So, gentlemen, would you like to know uh like to guess the attendance for this pay-per-view?
1: I am please tell me.
0: So, this uh... Oh god, Dan if you
2: want to guess before uh... I ask. Uh I don't know but I'll, I'll say 10,000.
0: 17,964 okay. packed the Goot, the Gund <laughs> Arena in Cleveland, Ohio with a buy rate of 1.63 which is not bad for an a B show pay-per-view. Well so that's what like <sighs> Six, seven hundred thousand. I mean, certainly a lot better than what they usually pull as a dance show. <laughs> Oh yeah, and not just in pay per view buy rates, but just in viewership as well.
2: <laughs> uh
0: Funny fun fact: the theme song for this pay per view was the fight song by Marilyn Manson. There you go.
2: Marilyn hmm. Manson and wrestling has a very deep connection. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Yeah. It
1: is a deep, deep connection because it was the nineties.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it was. I'm gonna say it was the nineties. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> and and I think Trent Reznor just has slightly too much self respect.
0: That, that is that that that's for true. <laughs> so, um, commentated by the cursed tag team, uh, the tag team of Jim Ross and Michael Cole. <sighs> I don't know, but I always just think of Jr. and Jerry in this time. But of course, Jerry was probably still gone at this point. Yeah, he was still gone at this point. He was so, still in warney jail. He was uh,
2: <laughs> just a tiny bit. So yeah, we had to get Jr. Um, and Michael. Cole. Oh yeah, this, th- this would have been this would have been like uh, full denim, <laughs> Michael Cole. Oh no, yep, full denim, d- Michael Cole. When he had the uh, the hair, the hair with the blonde highlight. Oh yeah, the frosted tips, frosted yeah. tips, Cole um
0: so the first match yeah. is a dark match or uh, that was a pre-tape for sunday night heat which saw chavo guerrero defeating scotty Two hottie in a nothing match if i'm honest it only lasted about six minutes so not really much yesterday oh, he match. was
2: on heat
0: so <laughs> not much at all to talk about that match so we get on to our first match of the night which is edge and christian versus lance storm and mike awesome oh it's battle of the canadians and, and Mike really? Wilson, the, the honorary Canadian. Although he was Yeah, honorarily from, Canadian. Although he was billed from Canada in FMW. So, <laughs> because that was. Yeah. He will. So poor,
1: this. Poor Lance Storm.
0: If he could be serious for a minute. <laughs> that poor guy had to go through so much shit during his time in WWE, didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: and, like, he's another. He's a person, like. So. Out of the t- the two kill counts between the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, the 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 Steve Austin's one is the most vicious.
2: Oh gosh, yeah. Oh yeah, with a blanket and pillow, yeah, yeah. They the really most- they really set about just going like, "Hey, uh, all of the fans in the audience and watching, please do not care about this man." <laughs> Especially and they you had succeeded. the dancing Lance Storm gimmick as well. Yeah.
1: God, did they succeed? It's brutal as hell.
0: But uh, no, a solid opener to start off the Invasion pay per view and the second longest match of this entire pay per view.
2: In, in a way, though, right, this probably sounds stupid, but technically that led to Lance Storm's independent run. Yeah. When yeah. you think about it. And then Lance Storm becoming an absolute killer in ROH. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Anyway, uh, about this match, great, solid match. I mean, Edge yeah. coming off his victory as a- of King of the Ring, or coming down with the Stanley Cup version of the King of the Ring. Which, by the way, they should bring back because that is that 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 trophy design is so cool. And I can't understand why they never brought it back.
2: <laughs> yeah, um... it's weird, but I mean, I've been. I think we've all been here, like bring back King of the Ring.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, and then we got
0: Baron Corbin, but I, I digress. It's not um, Baron Corbin's fault; it's the fact that they
2: kept it going for too long. Think, yeah, that
0: is. Yeah, that's for true. Um, g- great, um, great shots and, and, and moments here from Mike Awesome, really showing off his agility and strength in this match, uh, yeah, especially. Okay. Uh, when they cut, when the team of Storm and Awesome are cutting off uh, Christian to tag into Edge, a lot of great selling work from Christian as well in this match. Oh yeah, uh, fantastic match um, in this uh, selling, I should say in this match. Um, spine busters and, cr- and top rope body splashes are plenty from Mike Awesome. He is trying to sell the fact that he is a big guy who can do incredible, um, agile moves. <laughs> Like, I feel like this is his job interview, and he's like, I'm just going to throw everything but the kitchen sink in this match. I love it. I love that energy. Same. Same. Because uh, that's basically what Mike Awesome was. Yes. Yes. Just whatever you do, don't give him a microphone. Because <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy can't talk for toffee. That is true. Uh, Storm getting in his usual uh, very uh, crisp and clean offence, suplexes transitions, kicks and punches are plenty Uh, until of course Christian gets the upper hand and Edge gets uh, tagged in I miss the Edge-O-Matic quite a lot, I like the Edge-O-Matic it's a good move, I like it I wish Edge would bring it back but uh, maybe that's uh, I mean the one thing I noticed that good lord does Edge look young here Like he looks so young, and fresh faced in this match. So does Christian as well. Like this is peak
2: both long hair, Edge and Christian here. The other weird thing is, is I look at Christian and I feel like he, his face looks exactly the same, but in a way I can say like he looks discernibly older, but almost exactly the same. Like
0: yeah, it's a
1: weird thing. It's
0: the hair. He's dropped from the fountain of youth quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but could still go like he did in this match but all in all um (laughs) edge and christian pick up the win in a solid opener to the match the crowd are hot for this and they're loving the the fact that they're seeing a kind of dream card come to fruition no good match to start off
2: um no it is a good opener. i mean again it's that thing of like starting off pretty hot you've got all very reliable people I guess maybe, except Mike Awesome, but mm. I feel like you could pretty much rely on Mike Awesome to do the job, especially with Lance Storm. Exactly, exactly. It wouldn't be too long after this though that uh, Christian would turn on Edge and would
0: side yeah. with the Alliance, and thus uh, Edge and Christian as a tag team
2: were no more. And <laughs> yeah, but that's one of the things with this storyline. Maybe we'll have to go through and do, give, give it its own run. Absolutely, absolutely. Because there's like. <laughs> There's like quadruple turns, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we good. To, uh, we get a solid opener, and now, all right, now let's get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> okay, Reardon. Let's get into the real meat and potatoes. Next yeah, that's
1: match. right. Let's get let's get into the into the proper, match. almost the main event.
0: Okay, Earl Hebner versus Nick Patrick <laughs> with Mick Foley as <laughs> a special guest referee. Okay, so we
1: have to do a pokedex on Earl Hebner.
0: Earl <laughs> uh, Hebner's Twitter maybe as well <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Moving on <laughs> this... Okay, so Pokédex <laughs> Earl Hebner is and this is going to sound weird but it's I, it's honest to God the truth the single most over most popular wrestling referee in history
0: Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> isn't it also what um, a most like, g- peculiar <laughs> referees Because well,
2: just... here's my f- here's my thing, right? Here's my here's my tab on Earl, on Earl Hebner, right? Right. I think he's the he's the wrestling referee that's become most well known for not doing his job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what, honestly, honestly, real talk. We should do a we should definitely do a um uh do an episode on wrestling referees and earl hebner in particular
2: because oh, it's a. Right, really- right i'm spending 30 minutes talking about red shoes so <laughs> yeah yes. no, no that's fine that's fine tiger like, and red shoes yeah so
1: so like so listener watch out for that because we're gonna do yeah, that yeah that. that's true you, no
2: we can do that to be we're fair. definitely
1: gonna do that oh, so, yeah, oh no, earl, sure. Herb-
2: earl hebner is like a weird anomaly where it's like the He's become well-known as a referee, not because of like refereeing important matches, which he has done. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I, f- I feel like he's become more well-known for always being the guy who's like, oh my God, the referee is turned.
1: <laughs> yeah. He is the <clears throat> he is the ultimate... When you think of a, ref- a wrestling referee, he is that referee. Yes. yes. Like we, will, we will have to get into that. So this is a referee... Versus referee fight.
0: Yes, yeah. It's kind of like with, the mirror opposite of Earl Hebner <laughs> is Nick Patrick. <laughs> he was who, very I, the same. for WCW, yeah, who,
1: who at this time was very specifically the NWO, the NWO's referee. Yep. Like specifically, like aligned. They had their own referee that was aligned and would always help them win.
2: Yep.
1: Wrestling is weird. Just go with it. So. <laughs>
2: I'm just thinking, right, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't TNA do this years later? Yes, they did. <laughs> yes,
1: they did, because time is a f- fucking flat circle.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just had a moment in my head where I was like, slick, I, sw- I swear... Slick Johnson, if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> I was like, I swear TNA did, did also did a referee versus referee match. I don't know why... I Why people keep seeing it as a good idea? Obviously, referees are... Well, a lot of referees are people who were training to be wrestlers but cannot for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what I love, the visual of this, is when they both make their entrances and they've got the cabal of referees behind them. <laughs> I know. It's one it's in a
1: way, minutes.
2: in a way, this basically turns into like a two minute lumberjack match. It, yeah, <laughs> because it, yeah,
1: it is two, yeah, it is a two minute. it's the shortest match on the card, and it's one of the sh- strangest matches I've ever witnessed. Like, oh yeah, so.
0: Uh... <laughs> So this match starts with Earl Hebner raining down kicks in the corner to Nick Patrick, followed by a bun- punches and bunches, if you can call it that, and knee drops to the midsection. Obviously, Patrick gets the upper hand by f- uh, f- pulling Hebner to the outside. Uh, but back in They throw it back into the ring. Patrick continues to stomp on Hebner, but Hebner fights back with punches and bunches again. He is he cannot throw a punch to save him, can he? Hell, <laughs> Hebner. It's almost <laughs> like he's a referee for a reason Exactly Uh-oh. But Nick Patrick being the dirty heel that he is perform uh, Does a low blow to Earl Hebner uh, The WCW referees Stomp on Hebner until Foley stops them And ejects them from ringside Patrick complains to Flo- Foley But in the midst of it Earl Hebner goes for what I believe He was probably going to for a spear But it's like the, f- the flying Body flop <laughs> Should- <laughs> Shoulder flop to Nick Patrick it's the basic thing because I feel like Earl Hebner got more of the move than Nick Patrick did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not wrong, though, in a way. Uh, and believe it or not, with that, Earl Hebner gets the win, and thus <laughs> it is 2 0 to WWF. Wrestling is so goofy. <laughs> and this match kind of exudes that in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> Next oh my God. up,
0: we have the APA, Bradshaw and Varouk going up against Chuck Palombo and Sean O'Hare, the tag team okay. champions from each promotion
2: respectively going up against one uh, another. Basically, uh, genu- generally, the essence of these matches is it's uh, the APA do whatever they want <laughs> Uh, and no one stops
0: them. Exactly. Basically, this is uh, uh, Bradshaw going. I ain't fucking losing to these marks, so I'm I'm going to kick the living shit out of them. Yeah, like he always did in this time.
2: That's literally just like whatever it was. If someone came in from another company, they're just like, okay, we're just going to send Bradshaw just to beat the hell out of them.
0: Yeah, and you know what it. Kind of isn't fair when you think about how talented
2: O'Hare and Palumbo were. I mean, the first thing is it's not fair at all because they treated this like it was some kind of hazing thing, even though both of those guys had been wrestling for years. Exactly. Exactly. And And also because it was so specifically partisan that it was literally the APA would go there and just, beat up people in matches and start shooting on them because they came from a different company or because they were new.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, what's to say with this match is that basically it is the it is the prototypical APA kicking a tag team or as a form of hazing kind of match. I mean, yeah. O'Hare and Palumbo did get some offense in and did show that they are really good. Like um, O'Hare... Did the Widowmaker to to um, Bradshaw at one point, which oh, by the way, the, the Reverse Death Valley Driver is a really interesting like move visually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I always just found like, why did no one else do that? Because it looks kind of it does it's it differentiates from the Fu or the the, the AA. Uh, but yeah, yeah what do I uh, what do I know? Um, great agility from Palumbo as well. It's like a a lot of jumping and a lot of flying yeah, around the you, ring. I
2: think people forget. About Chuck Palumbo as a wrestler. To be fair, too many people forget about Sean O'Hare.
0: Yes. Mm. Let us not forget about how bloody good, for a guy his size, again, uh, like Mike Awesome, how agile <laughs> Sean O'Hare was. Because, like, the
2: thing is, is that, I mean, as people have gone through and gone through, you know, various interviews in the past and stuff, where they were like, he... Well, because of how he was treated, he fell out of love with the industry. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: uh, which is a, a shame completely. Because <laughs> dude was really good. He was. He was. He was. He was genuinely. I hope, genuinely good. I hope that one day someone gets permission from him to redo the Devil's Advocate gimmick,
0: I, or at least from his estate, because as uh, God bless him, as we all know, he did pass yeah. away a few years back uh, for sure. But you know what? In, in in all essence, I feel like that's so untapped potential i, I mean everyone Absolutely. talks every podcast has talked about sean o'hare's devil's advocate you know, oh yeah untapped potential for sure but no it's just like i don't again it's a lot of people forget how good these guys were i mean sean o'hare mm-hmm. was a guy his size who could do backflips and land on his feet from the top rope and did the swanton bomb as a finisher yeah <laughs> the guy was agile as all heck uh but you would never have known in this match yeah. The way this so as this uh ends, Bradshaw attempts a fall away slam to O'Hare super kicking his teeth out, <laughs> dropping Bradshaw onto the top turb buckle. Uh after Farouk sends O'Hare outside, Palumbo performs his own super kick to Farouk. Uh, Bradshaw pins Palumbo after a clothesline from hell which he added a bit of mustard to the the end of that Bradshaw for sure when you see it
2: and they get the freak
0: out because as I said Bradshaw ain't losing to these WCW marks that had a dirty amount of elbow in it (laughs) absolutely for sure so next match we have Billy Kidman facing uh, X-Puck in a very good demonstration of the light heavyweight division yeah. Um, so, is this, is this the era of X Park Heat? That's my first oh, question. Oh, absolutely. This is when he came yeah, yeah. to Uncle Cracker. So, yeah, this is yeah. X Park Heat. Oh,
1: sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, what, was, what was the song? So yo, you're dealing with the X Factor.
0: Yes, that's the <laughs> is that one. It? That's the one. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, uh, a sleeper hit this match. It's not much, but what they do they do really well. It's like a great back and forth. Kidman does yeah. uh, gets in a, a hurricane runner and ends a guri. Uh, X-Puck uh, does a, a top rope plancher to the outside. Um, and then, of course, you know as with every case, if you want to really get um, Kidman over, he performs the BK bomb and then eventually goes into the shooting star press uh, for the win. Yeah. Um,
2: something about billy kidman shooting star press hits different and i think it's the fact that it looks dangerous to him as well oh gosh yeah like is anyone... and also his tendency to land on people with his knees but that's a separate thing
0: has anyone seen the footage of billy kidman <clears throat> uh doing the shooting star but unfortunately miss misaligning it and
2: then hitting the top rope yes uh, i've seen that Oof, that's <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's hard to describe what Billy Kidman shooting star press is like because like now when you see them it's like they're jumping and doing the rotation whereas Billy Kidman's one he just kind of throws himself off the top rope. Yeah, he like he he does he does no kind of like pre like pre. He doesn't bounce. jump.
0: He he throws himself off the top.
2: Rope. It's really weird to try and describe. <laughs>
0: It's 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 what you would. I'm gonna
2: find a video for you, Ridden. It's like
0: what you would think a shooting star press would look like if you did it on a trampoline, but with no bounce to the trampoline. I see. (laughs) If you get what I mean. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, fifth match. Uh, a really random match that again I completely forgot about. Uh, when when researching this one, Raven versus WWF Commissioner William Regal.
1: That's a weird matchup.
0: It really is. It really like, Don't is. get
1: me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We we are big fans of Billy R here. But yeah. against Raven?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: but uh again, this match uh did not come on for very long. Only about they a minute match. Thank you. Uh again, uh Regal going with his, you know, tried and tested and and, and Crisp clean offense with double underhook suplexes, catapults, you know, submission holes here <clears> and, there, <throat> and there, knee drops uh, here, there, and everywhere. Raven, uh, Raven, though, gets the advantage by tossing uh, Regal off of the top rope, performing a baseball slide. Um, back and they've thrown themselves back in the ring, performing a diet with Raven performing a big old diving punch to Regal's forehead. Um, then, with another back and forth, Regal counters another attempt for the diving fist with a knee lift. <clears throat> Uh, Raven tries and fights back, gets in a clothesline and a bulldog. Uh, Regal, fighting <clears throat> eventually, countering the even flow. Sorry, I'm not calling it the Raven effect. <laughs>
2: uh, it's the even flow DDT. It's the even nice. flow
0: DDT. Counters that into the Northern Lights. Uh, Taz eventually interferes Northern into the Northern Lights.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, with the referee checking on Raven, Taz performs a T-bone suplex to Regal. Taz leaves giving raven the pin and the win after performing a, uh, an even another even flow ddt finally the alliance is on the map with a win <laughs> All right,
2: uh, that's two uh, wins, actually, this is so. a this is a random note from this match it reminded me of this move that william regal used to do mm. where like he'd set up for like a t-bone suplex and then turn it into an Urinagi. Yes. Dude, that move goes hot oh yeah Someone Heck, needs yeah. to take that. That move goes so good.
0: Yeah, that oh man, that that, that looked that <laughs> looked awful to take uh, that bump because like, oh, he put some he put something on that uh, on that move. Yeah. When he did. Well, um, now here we come to
2: one of the most randomest tag matches I've just ever seen. just quickly before we go, Riddim. What did you think of Billy Kidman shooting Star? Press? Oh yes.
1: <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I didn't get a chance because i because we were. Uh, we are record So, hang on real quick. Let me check a look at this. And so, I'm just going to chat while I'm it's doing okay, this. Okay, we can,
2: we can cut this out. It's like 14 seconds.
1: Okay, cool, cool. One second. Let me just watch this.
2: No! <laughs> oh,
0: Lord Jesus. He's so lucky. <laughs> you know what? He's, so lucky, <laughs> he's, <laughs> lucky. he's <laughs> so lucky. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah, keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs>
1: oh no oh. And, oh god that's terrible also real quick i just had to do it i miss i miss wrestlers doing the bulldog Same. i miss it
0: what happened it just disappeared is it like it's head it dis- injury it, thing? It, dis- it disappeared with cm punk i think like did he steal Maybe, all yeah. the
2: bulldogs <laughs> like the- now, More that's wrestlers. What- more wrestlers i mean i do often see it in women's wrestling mm. yeah I don't see as much in men's wrestling if people want to start doing the Bulldogs with the Jericho sauce then I'm here for it because I I, I would use that oh yeah
0: so, next match, in, as I said, one of the most randomest pairings of, of, of a six-man tag match I've ever seen. It's Team Alliance, Chris Canyon, Hugh Morris, and Sean Stasiak going up against Albert, the one, Billy Gunn, and The Big Show. As everyone It's knows, Billy. <laughs> as everyone knows, Billy Gunn's theme song at this time can go with any sitcom intro.
2: That is true, yes. It's true. Love, yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> before the match starts... Uh, Gun, Show, and Albert, uh, Guerrilla Press, all three WCW wrestlers. That's no mean feat on Canyon or Morris. That is mm. that, that is true because uh, they aren't they aren't small fellas, Canyon or Morris. are beefy sure. boys. They are big lads. I mean, Stasiak as well is kind of a beefy lad <laughs> as well. That is true. Um, so the match officially starts with Canyon attacking Gun. Gun gets the upper hand by forming an electric chair drop, but Stasiak goes no and goes all right. I'm going to hit you with a cheap shot, <laughs> uh, and then Canyon gets in with a forward Russian leg sweep. Yes, it's the stroke, yep. everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's not Jeff Jarrett doing it, so I like it. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit more into
0: the match, Albert tags in. Canyon and Morris enter the ring, but Gun and Show throw them out. Albert performs the bicycle kick and the Baldo bond bomb to Stasiak. Uh, Morris and Canyon eventually get themselves back in the ring and attack Albert, with Morris performing a DDT. Morris tags himself in, and, and uh, Albert does none of Morris's offence and performs a power slam <laughs> before tagging in Gunn. <laughs> Gunn uh, Gun gets in his Famouser. And then attempts the one and that only. That won't work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the one and only, which was was it the sleeper yeah. slam kind of thing? Yeah, Chris Jericho used to do it. Yes. Uh, Stasiak attacks him uh, before he can get into the one and only. Uh, Morris pins him for the victory after an inverted DDT. <clears throat> so before the match just to save face big show performs choke slams on morrison stasiak and an alley oop if you
2: remember if you remember big show doing that to canyon yeah dude chris canyon forever chris canyon forever chris canyon forever chris canyon in wcw was doing stuff that even some wrestlers now aren't doing yeah chris canyon man what
0: an underrated talent that dude is and i think if he could see the way the wrestling world is now man he as as uh as we you know as discussed before i think he he generally be so happy the way the wrestling world is now and how accepting it oh, yeah. is of lgbt people oh yeah uh, i think you know he definitely he would
2: definitely be up for doing the uh the big gay brunch that's for sure like the the thing the thing is just that like as people haven't necessarily realized it but like canyon has left a huge mark on the wrestling industry especially the independent wrestling scene even though he wasn't really that active in it absolutely
0: absolutely i mean i before i just want to go off on a quick tangent here but did you um chaps ever by any chance uh read an excerpt from his autobiography that was going doing the rounds on twitter I did not actually. I did not. No, see No,
2: I didn't get the chance to. So I did. It... I did see that. I did see the stuff in the wake of the announcement uh, of his, him getting a Dark Side of the Ring episode.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of the uh, one of the uh, this excerpt in particular was talking about the creative process that he had to go through in WWE and how scared he was to um, not come out, but they thought it would be a terrific idea to give him a Boy George-esque gimmick. As a way to rib him, um, um... and to make him go, oh yeah, we want you to be as androgynous as gay as you could possibly be to draw heat. And how, and he was just, and he would talk about just how uncomfortable it was because they he knew it was them trying to haze him and rib him for him to finally break and say that he was
2: gay. See, that's the thing that really, really gets me. Yeah. Where it said, we want you to be as gay as possible and as androgynous as possible for heat.
1: Yeah. like
2: That's wow. the thing. Just, uh, man, Ugh, WWF
0: at that time, man.
2: I'm just going to keep saying Canyon forever. Go and watch his matches in WCW as Mortis. Go and see him do a whole bunch of innovative stuff. You probably haven't even seen him wrestling now.
0: Yes positively canyon <laughs> let's yeah. not
2: forget the judy bag
0: on a forklift match <laughs> okay. maybe skip that one <laughs> match seven another really random match taz versus tajiri
2: yes oh, notable, you know, it's notable wwf loyalist tajiri
0: <laughs> you know what's weird as fuck i looked
1: at that match card and i was like that makes like for some reason, I feel like those two should have had some kind of weird-ass continuously, we and I are destined to do this forever fight. You'd think, I don't know, you know. why.
2: See, but- if, this was, if this was in ECW, this would have been a good match. This match would have mm. gone on for much longer than 5 minutes, 30 seconds. This Taz would have been Taz, at so. least 25 minutes.
1: Because uh, I looked at that and I was kind of like, yo, Taz versus, T- 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 versus Taz is kind of hype.
2: Yeah. No, that's the thing. That 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 match had happened in ECW before, and it banged
0: absolutely
2: multiple absolutely. times. If you want an if you want uh, an example of how good Tajiri is, I believe it's Tajiri. I believe it's Tajiri versus Nuncio versus Super Crazy. Yes. <laughs> That match match goes hard. That
0: match goes hard and then some. But no, I feel like everything that they had done in that previous match that they've had in ECW tried to condense down in a five-minute time slot. It just Um, ain't going to work. So, I mean, they they worked with what they get. I mean, they both put out their greatest hits. Taz with an abundance of suplexes and submissions and Tajiri with an abundance of strikes and submissions. He managed managed to get the tarantula in, which, of course, popped the crowd. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, and then ended up with uh, Tajiri uh, spitting the green mist into Taz's face and pinning him after a buzzsaw
2: kick. Again, it's,
0: I, I wish I could say much more about this match, but it was just like yeah, there's really not, there's really not everything. a whole
2: lot, like, there's really not a whole lot else to say about it. So let's first off uh, talk about the green mist because the green mist is I love it. <laughs> I love the, mist, the mist. Ah, the mist. I'm. Do, we want to, th- do you wanna do you wanna Pokedex the Green Mist? I don't really think
1: there's much to Pokedex. Yeah, very but... much to be Pokedex. So the Green Mist for Pokedex is a is a move traditionally used by um by Japanese and Asian wrestlers. We're gonna we're gonna put Asian there because wrestling yeah. can be wrestling. Where quite simply uh, the uh, K wise it is that they kind of Hit a weird kind of pressure point in their throat that makes them spit out this green poisonous liquid that bl- <laughs> that is that blinds their opponent and it's you like know. it's a deadly ass in in the rest in the wrestling world it has a ni ninety nine point nine 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 kill rate
2: yes and yeah, it is it is a basically a guaranteed win if you use it yes. yeah innovated but of, of course, course it, but of course it is obviously a disqualification oh well, of course, of course. As
0: well, as mean, well.
1: because you because hey yo i don't think you're allowed to breathe poisonous mist at people <laughs> like you're a like you're a dnd black dragon
0: <laughs>
2: let's not forget of course that never stopped the great mooter who innovated the moon. no <laughs> Now, Sam, uh, just quickly, because I want to get in some Japanese wrestling lore. Absolutely. Uh, would you please enlighten our listeners to the two other forms of mist? Ah, yes. In we have
0: the we have the deadly acidic red mist, and the yes. absolutely deadly and absolutely horrific black mist, which, as everyone knows, Tajiri once to used to blind Nidia. Yes, <laughs> wrestling,
2: wrestling, everybody.
1: Wrestling. <laughs> like, like, I know it's like I know I know it sounds so silly, listener. If you're not in known about it, but seriously, it is considered like it is a deadly ass move in wrestling. Like we gotta emphasize enough. There's a great little. I can't remember what it's called. There's a great little video about talking about the origin. No, there
2: is. I think I think the video is called. I think it's called the history of the asian mist
1: yeah something like that
2: look it there up is a, there you... is a there is a great video about it yes um uh fine. but no it it's it's a lovely bit of um a lovely bit of wrestling lore. uh yeah. shout out to the great motor
0: as well who came up with the move and yeah, officially to put the... to rest the Salt press
2: he has officially retired yeah but he said right that before. three years ago and look what happened yep <laughs> He said it three years ago. He'll probably go there and just be like, you know what? I just feel like doing it again. Trust yeah. me, when he pops up in another Yakuza game, he will put, he will bring out the moon suit. So that is small. true. That <laughs> is true. I hope that the ne- in the next Yakuza game we get we get another set of <laughs> new Japan wrestlers. <laughs> Indeed. If not Indeed. TJPW, but there we go. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> okay, so
0: match eight and the one. <laughs> that you can definitely say stole the entire pay-per-view. <clears throat> Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy for the WWF Hardcore Championship.
1: Oh. Okay, I have I have thoughts. I have so many thoughts. I have so many goddamn thoughts. It's it's the perfect matchup with two people yeah. at their absolute n- nearing or at their absolute prime and I forgot how much I wanted to be Rob Van Dam.
2: <laughs> this match reminded me of how much I loved Jeff Hardy's look at this time. Yes. Oh, His gosh. look
0: is fantastic.
2: 2001 Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Yeah, like a boy band Jeff Hardy as I call it. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, nah. but Rob Van Dam. I was obsessed with Rob Van Dam at one point.
2: Oh gosh, yeah. Oh Just... yeah. I think I think every kid that grew up watching wrestling in the 2000s became obsessed with Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Just...
0: much to the chagrin of one
2: Hunter Hurst Helmsley who much to the chagrin of all of our parents yes yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> too real that is too real <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy as well Jeff Hardy as well yep.
1: just, yeah i just van terminating the crap out of people yep <laughs> we've all Jeff done it Ar- and Jeff we've all
2: Hardy fully it. convinced all of us that we were like yeah I'll throw myself off of something really high it will look great Look,
0: look I can't I look, it can't be remiss to say that we all haven't at least tried a five-star frog splash onto a trampoline at one point in our Of lives. course! Oh,
2: absolutely,
1: absolutely, and what a match.
0: This match, oh, again, it's one of those things where these two work so incredibly well together and they've gone on both gone on record of saying how well they both love working with each other. Um, and this match really exudes it. Uh yeah. th- this match is I mean starts quick and does not let go of the accelerator at any point during this match um, double underhook face busters rolling funders he does the spinning leg drop from the apron to the barricade Hardy's getting in his his, his offence with uh whisper in the winds um the th- that weird um uh enziguri where he flipped kind of like forward like barrel rolls out of the out of it
2: oh yeah um i know the one you mean uh split legged moonsaults
0: uh Oh, just man, the split-legged sit-out jawbreaker that Hardy does as well. so good. I love it. Van Dam avoids the Swanton bomb. Van Dam places the hardcore championship on Hardy and does the five-star onto the title. Van Dam pins Hardy to win the hardcore championship. <laughs> and
2: man. Dude, this is why this is why I say to people, right? People laugh at the hardcore title. Hmm. The hardcore title had some bangers in it at, absolutely at one, and this at, is one of them
1: at one point it was the single most um consistent it had en- it, yeah, had it a, was one it, of
2: the most entertaining titles. yeah it had
1: one it had <clears throat> one of the longest consistently great match runs i think i've ever seen of a title at one point yeah like I think around 2000 2001.
2: Is that WWE would always put wrestlers that they knew that were good but they didn't know what to do with yeah, in the yeah. hardcore title scene. So you yeah. just end up with all these really sick wrestlers just coming up against each other.
1: <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like a much more violent version of the US Open Challenge.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, oh,
0: that that's that that's accurate. Oh, one thing I can't forget during this match was that sick van Daminator to Hardy oh. sending him off <laughs> oh, the stage. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, just the hype of shit. I saw a clip. I watched that repeatedly yesterday. Just oh. God bless you, Rob Van Dam, wherever you are. Probably smoking weed.
2: Yeah. Dude, he, has his own, he has his own brand of rolling papers now. I mean he's living the high life, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, he's vibing.
1: God, if if only I smoked, I'd buy this that. I, mean, I, buy I it. mean,
0: you know how good Van Damme is when he actually when when he uh when he accidentally got well I say accidentally, he got impact banned off of Twitch for that one promo with his partner and their uh yeah. and their partner, should I say? Yeah.
1: Rob Van Dam continuing to be the greatest man. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. shout out to Frank Mandolini as well go listen to the podcast where he had Van Damme yes. on. it's such a really good listen on that one
2: <clears throat>
0: bloody good listen but no fan <clears throat> stick match and one thing that I always remember from this pay-per-view was that
2: now yeah, we get no, on to the match.
0: penultimate match
2: um, also just a side note uh, this just reminded me as well there's this one random match from like an episode of Raw <laughs> it's Rob Van Dam versus Eddie Guerrero. I think it's from around the same time period. Yeah, right. I think it would have been two. I think it would have been after
0: the invasion, because if I remember rightly. Uh, Guerrero was gone from the company at, the, at around two thousand one. Yeah, I, but
2: it, I, I think it's match. not. It's not long after, but it's just, just a random Eddie Guerrero versus Rob Van Dam match on like an episode of Raw for I believe it's a hardcore match. Yeah, it's great match that uh, was. Has no right. <laughs> Being as good as it is. <laughs> <laughs> again, Van Damme, Hardy,
0: and Van Dam and Guerrero. Those matches you knew you were always going to have really great yeah. matches.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> now, yeah. though, back to the meat and potatoes. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, back to, again
0: to the meat and potatoes. The penultimate match. The semi-made event, if you will... It's Lita and Trish Stratus versus Stacey Keibler and Tory Wilson in a bra and panties tag team match with Mick Foley again as the special guest referee. It's
2: 2001, people! I cannot
1: believe that that is the penultimate match.
2: Yeah, this is what was known at the
0: time as the piss break match, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. is what they would call it.
1: That's God, what the would
0: call it, at least. God, uh, isn't help it you. crazy um, that about three years later, Lita, Lita and Trish would go on to main event Raw in an
2: incredible barnstormer of a match. Well, I think there's two things about this because I I don't know how long Trish would have been with the company at this point.
0: It would have been over a, a bit over two years at this point.
2: Yeah. Um. So you have that to account for. You have to account for the fact, really, that Tori and Stacy Keibler weren't really restless. No, they were. Nah, they were at best valets, weren't they? Yeah, they were just pretty much all good managers.
1: Yeah, especially supposed at that point.
2: Mm. So that's that's one whole thing you have to account for. You obviously have to account for the fact of it's a women's match in in the Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, I can't... So there's, like, a, a, a there's a like woman's... an element of stuff yeah. that you have to contend with yeah. outside a, a, a of women's... the fact of it being a bra panties match.
1: Yeah, a women's match that did not have, like, Lita just doing her stuff. Because yeah. <laughs> even Because even for the time, Lita was unbelievably hardcore. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, the only things I really can say about this match was that Lita and Trish performed Poetry in Motion, and then Lita did a Lita Salt, that's about it, yeah. really.
1: That's about it, really. And they
0: won the match. I think the only thing I remember is I know we mentioned the channel a couple of weeks back. Do you know the the YouTube channel Henderson Variety, the yes. guy that posts random clips? I remember the one random clip he posted a couple of days back where Lita saved Trish from falling over the invasion stand where they, they had the gap. Oh, yeah. in, <laughs> in the rampways for both kind yeah. of the Alliance and WWF's ends. Yeah, Trish nearly yeah. fell in that, and Lita, boom, picks Trish up. And saves her in the last second. So well, no, that's uh, that's the only highlight from that match. But no, it's uh, there's not much to say about this match at all. No, there's not really a whole lot to say. And of course, no. then we get to the main event, the inaugural brawl, the inaugural thing. I don't know what is inaugural
2: about this one, but. Uh... Yeah,
0: that's a I mean, it I mean, guess
2: technically it is the first ever WCW and ECW versus WWF match, but it implies that more will be happening in the future. Yeah. So do you? So I mean, do you call the next one the secondary brawl and then the trifecta brawl, or... the second annual,
1: a triforce? I don't know. The
2: Sextuple the brawl.
0: <laughs> i don't know i mean again it's just it rhymes vince goes that's some good shit and then we put and then we put it on a, we put it on a lunchbox boom there you go license to yeah you. anyway this match sees team alliance booker t ddp the dudleys and rhino going up against stone cold steve austin kurt angle the brothers of destruction and chris jericho is it just me, or does it feel like only two of Team Alliance seem like invaders? Because at the time, the Dudleys and Rhino were in WWF at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so here's what I was going to say. is so that The Dudleys and Rhino were already in WWF. Booker T had already had a match in WWF. And DDP uh, was a Chris, stalker. <laughs> uh, and also Chris Jericho <laughs> had been in WCW and ECW longer than he had been in WWF by that point <laughs> <Yes>. now obviously <laughs> I know he was with Team WWF because he had big fallings out with the ownership of WCW and he said he didn't like his time in ECW that much mm. but
0: <laughs> you'd think wouldn't you yeah you'd think um, okay so the longest match on the card at 29 minutes 5 seconds
2: Yeah, Paul Heyman
0: Mm -hmm. and Vince McMahon at ringside for each respective team because, of course, you were never going to get Shane and Stephanie out there because, of course, because of course, of course. (laughs) But what can we say about this match? It starts off, of course, (laughs) with Undertaker attacking DDP during his entrance because, of course, at this time Paige was a stalker. Yep.
1: Oh God, that's an absolute
0: waste of DDP. (laughs) Which, by the way, as I've always said, it
2: should have been People's Champion versus People's Champion it could have been you know anything that made actual use of ddp exactly i never as as we always say
0: we 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 shall never know or understand the logic behind the stalker thing but you know
2: but you know oh yes the one person that will really get affected by the stalking the the undertaker Yeah. yeah But the
1: card I, I, uh, I, I just don't
0: know Okay so it begins of course With the most usual booking of w- Team WWF Ugh. Having the advantage um, With Austin completely uh, <laughs> Stopping up on ho And walking it dry Against Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> Uh Eventually uh, Team Alliance would gain the advantage After DDP performs a hangman To Undertaker See look he's getting, right. he's getting a fence on the Undertaker <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, uh, Booker comes in, performs a flapjack to Chris Jericho with the help of Devon. See, no free. D- see, it's a free. It's a two point five D. Yeah, it's a two D. Two D. Angle gets in eventually, fighting off the Dudley boys until Bubba Ray performs the Bubba Bomb to attack ang- uh, Angle. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? It was like a sit out, full Nelson, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sit, sit out for Nelson Bomb. Full Nelson. Great move. Great um, move. But must hurt you to do it though, repeatedly, week in, week out. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because that was what I remember. Um, I think it was Jeff Hardy. Yeah. said about doing leg drops all the time. Yeah, it, it because it's, like, it it's just me. like, man, after shows, your spine feels like crap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, eventually all
0: hell breaks loose as the undertaker breaks up uh, a ruckus and comes in illegally to attack ddp everyone's hey, yo, now ruckus in the was ring. in this
2: show <laughs> ruckus man i know right <laughs> bring the ruckus uh
0: <laughs> all the wrestlers into the ring all hell breaks loose undertaker fights with ddt eventually performing a choke slam and they all, and they both fight into the crowd so, so, so you know meanwhile in the crowd try to take his shit out of DDP <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, uh Kane double teams uh, the Dudley boys eventually uh, I think double I think was it a double choke slam? Or was it I th- no I believe it was a choke choke slam to Devon for the announce table. There you go. That's uh, the Uh so, that yeah. Bubba Ray uh Booker team up uh, and uh, take on Angle until Angle eventually gets a, gets a comeback performing German suplexes and an Angle slam uh to Booker and Bubba Ray respectively. He goes to attempt the ankle lock, uh, but Booker kicks him into the referee. So the referee's down. But Booker then performs man, another 2.5D.
2: That's, really, that's really what I needed a 10-man, no DQ tag match. Yeah, exactly. a ref bump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All three competitors, Booker, Booker the ref, and Angle are down. Vince grabs the WWF title and attempts to throw it at Angle, to which Shane takes it and hits Vince with it. What is Back it? On. What is it with Shane and Vince beating the ever-loving shit out of one another?
1: It's because his father will not notice him.
0: Happy <laughs> birthday, what, Shane! <laughs> I still remember that one bump where Vince and Shane fly over the announce table.
1: <laughs> it literally took it literally took Shane having to Shane jumping off of a modern Hell in a Cell. For his father to notice him.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shane then uh, takes the title, fails to hit Kurt, and throws Bo- And Angle throws both Shane and Bubba out of the ring. Angle performs the angle slam on Booker and gets in the ankle lock. After sending the referee back in the ring, uh, Austin looks and turns on WWF, by performing a stunner to Angle. He then... Booker then crawls over to Angle and wins the match for Team Alliance. Austin has turned his back on the WWF and aligned himself with WCW and ECW. The, the show ends with Heyman, Austin, Stephanie and Shane all in an embrace with their arms in the air as Austin has turned his back on on the company that made him famous, to the company that fired him because they didn't think he was gonna be a big enough draw for them. <laughs> end scene and end pay-per-view. Does this make sense to you too? Because it never did for me
2: back in 2001. Oh, 2000.
1: it makes oh. no sense. It makes no <clears throat> sense. But at least
2: because- uh, yes, the incredibly underappreciated Stone Cold. <laughs> At least
0: we got the smarmy, uh, the smarmy, uh, brown nosing hill that was Stone Cold, and we got Stone Cold appreciation die out of this, I guess. That was good.
1: But apart from that, to 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 use a
0: phrase, what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what? Damn son, you gotta make me turn like this. You damn son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> that concludes Invasion 2001 uh, a hodgepodge put together pay-per-view that certainly was trying to set up something didn't properly work and thus i guess we got the better the better invasion pay-per-view down the line in november with survivor series i guess that's the best way of putting this yeah so it's
1: not like a, it's not even like match-wise it's not a terrible you know <laughs> It's, not a town, I mean, it's
2: like you get, <clears throat> you get like two or three, like crumbs of good,
1: mm. <laughs>
2: and then the rest you just have to sit through while you like mine through this pile of shit. <laughs> yes, uh, I guess it comes
0: down to that age-old problem that everyone has with this invasion: is that it just didn't have all of the big stars that you would associate with having an invasion
2: especially with WCW.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, obviously you have the thing of the WCW and <clears throat> as Kevin Nash has said I want to do that. I'll just write out my WCW contract. <laughs> a fair play to Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, fair play to him. He's a very shrewd businessman. <clears throat> but but also I think a deep part of it is that throughout a lot of the build up to this. And I mean, first part is that like Honestly, when you see a lot of the invasion stuff, you wouldn't even think ECW even factored into it. Yeah,
1: yeah. ECW being in there is a weird one.
2: It's like They they just get lost in the shuffle of everything, really, which is a shame.
0: And yeah, I mean a shame when you think <laughs> Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam and Taz get lost in the shuffle.
2: Like oh sorry, Mike yeah. Awesome gets lost Do you in what the mean? shuffle. Like Mike Awesome gets lost in the shuffle. Tajiri, in a way, kind of got lost in the shuffle until they brought up around the cruiserweight division. Um Canyon know. gets lost in the shuffle. Canyon not... Just Incredible get got Raven gets lost in, gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. It's just, and oh. um, again, again, Palumbo and O'Hare. Just everyone, and so it's like <laughs> you, you just kind of. I think they tried to go too big. Yeah, it makes is obviously is obviously one part of it.
0: It makes you wonder how the hell did Booker
2: T and DDP get lost in the shuffle? because <laughs> again, I I think it goes back to the thing <laughs> I said before, which is, man i don't know if wwf fans want to see wcw wrestlers i
0: mean fair play fair play to booker he worked his ass off to make to to to, to get people to realize he is a flipping incredible wrestler
2: <laughs> again i think it's i think it is one of the problems that comes with an invasion angle hmm. which is that you're obviously you're making everything partisan yes yeah especially so he, he makes it obvious you, basically you start and then your thing is hey we're wwf fans they're from wcw so you know you you cheer us and you boo them regardless of how good they are yeah because yeah. like you know except for, for sh- example <laughs> for example someone like i mean i i wouldn't do raven versus william regal <laughs> but like, if you had Raven versus someone else in WWF, it's like, well, no matter how good Raven is or how good he's made to seem, they gonna be like, well, he's ECW. I don't care about them. I'm WWF. Yeah. huh just makes you wonder, doesn't it? How how it, how does do it makes you wonder
1: <laughs> It does. It does. I,
2: I mean, mean, for me, for me, it makes me wonder well okay first thing is it makes me wonder could this ever be done in a way that would be vaguely right (laughs) which i don't know
0: i don't know it would have been for me would i guess it would have made the most business uh uh, uh, i guess a booking sense to go you know what uh we've got all this money first let's not create the xfl i'm sorry i'm gonna go into dream booking here my apologies here don't put all of your money on the on the xfl how about you give your talent some nice pay rises and if you've got more money behind that of all that, why not buy out the WCW contracts? And give them the chance to go, all right, if you want to take a break, go take a break. What we'll do is we'll reconvene this time to where we where we got you all, and we'll do it in two thousand and two. Problem sorted. There you go, we can go home. But <laughs> But mind yeah, I, you, think, I
2: mean I think I think obviously the thing I the thing I would say is I wouldn't be bringing in a bunch of people at one time. I'd exactly. be phasing people in slowly over time. Exactly. Um, also, I'd probably condense the number of matches on this. Uh, for example, you don't need two minutes of Oh <laughs> Heaven versus Nick Patrick. Oh, are you are kidding me? Of course you need that. <laughs> it's the glue um, that holds the entire event together. <laughs> you probably, as much as I, as much as I love Canyon you probably don't need Canyon in a six man tag match against Albert, Big Show and Billy Gunn that goes mm. 4 minutes. You probably don't need Raven and William Regal which is crazy for me to say cuz I love Raven and William Regal. Yeah. <clears throat> um but I just let I just let the matches have their own amount of time like I feel like you know if you made most of them say kind of 8 9 minute matches minimum. Yeah. And you gave each one the time because like Tajiri versus Taz getting five minutes is criminal. Yeah. It really is. You know Kidman versus X Pac seven minutes. Yeah, you know, and then that main event getting twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> it Crazy. just kind of feels like a, it feels like a I mean, to be fair, a lot of the shows at this time had kind of, you know, lots of really, really quick joints. Absolutely. But this one just feels like lopsided you know what i yeah. say fair play to rvd and hardy because they went over. oh absolutely
0: they went over time and they and uh, uh i think it was supposed to be eight minutes but they were like screw it let's just go and sometimes like you know you you, you think to yourself oh, maybe that's not the best in of, of, in the best interests of the thing but no that was in their best interests to do that i'd say
2: oh no they're gonna cut into trish and leader versus tory and stacy keybler <laughs> exactly a match.
1: alas alas
2: <laughs>
0: So, I guess, final thoughts. What would be your rating out of five for this
2: pay per view? Mm. Um, I'm probably gonna out of five. I'm probably gonna give it a two and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm with then on this
2: one. I, I guess th- technically, technically, that counts as fifty hmm. which... percent. But my prerogative behind it is my average. Average equals free for me, and it's just below average. But I don't. I guess maybe two, maybe two. But the thing is, is that like for every for everything that's bad, there is something that's good. Mm. Yeah. Can I say because like because uh, like a lot of the matches are bad. And obviously, you have the the referees match and you have the Brian Pannies match, which suck. <laughs> um. And then, like, you know, APA versus Palumbo and O'Hare is, again, a kind of garbage match because it's just the APA beat the crap out of people. Yeah. But, like, there is still good stuff in it. There's still good stuff in Kidman versus X-Pac. There's still good stuff in Raven versus Regal. Mm. Yeah. And, of course, you still have the, you know, like Edge and Christian versus Storm and Awesome and uh, RVD versus Hardy. Mm. you Mm. know there is still good stuff in there yeah but it's like you've got to go looking for it
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think for me that's why it goes 2.75 for me and i think that's purely on the basis of the rvd jeff hardy match
1: yeah i yeah that 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 0.5 is that match for me
2: (laughs) Well, I was gonna say I think RVD and Jeff Hardy's at least holding up a one stop one of the one of the whole stars. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The <laughs> the point seven five is
0: pure is, is purely for El uh, Hebner's uh, flying uh, body flop. <laughs> <laughs> so what would ha- what would come? Uh, what would become of the invasion pay-per-view and what would happen to the rest of the invasion storyline well basically vince uh, just kaboshed the whole thing condensed it into a few months and then eventually you would get the better (laughs) pay-per-view in survivor series when the rock returned from his filming of the scorpion king no sorry mummy returns
1: (laughs) (sighs) yeah that's basically it to be quite honest that's it (laughs)
0: <laughs> and eventually he would get the, more of the high profile WCW names in uh, in the subsequent years of course one of the big ones being the NWO in early 2002 and the uh, the yep. very famous I'm going to eject <laughs> <the> promo <laughs> the
1: one of the most so batshit shit insane things I've ever seen yes
0: Absolutely, so freaking literally. So yeah, that concludes this episode on Invasion two thousand and one. Uh, I feel I, I, I feel slightly okay. I feel like I need a palate cleanser after that,
1: don't you? Yeah, I know. Happy uh, anim- yeah. happy twentieth anniversary invasion.
0: You're still yeah you're still being j- you're still making wrestling fans hate you after all this time.
2: Yep. Leaving it impact in one way or another.
0: Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Impact wrestling cross the line. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, well, what's that? It... Four, was that for? Was that sorry, this is so random. Do you remember that TNA promo where it was like Vince fears Jarrett?
0: <laughs> yes. Something
1: crazy, yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you remember the promo they did when they were on Spike TV where they got Hall, Nash and Jarrett to as Elvis Presley and say we are the kings of wrestling?
1: Oh, I do not remember that, actually.
2: I do remember the... I do remember from NWATNA the Flying Elvises, which had Jimmy Wang Yang in it. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Anyway. I will say, Jimmy Wang Yang, criminally underrated wrestler. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. criminally under. He owns a party bus now, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Wang. Oh, hell there. yeah.
2: Can we... If we go to the US, can we hire it? Oh, yes. We definitely should hire a <laughs> party bus.
1: Oh, God. The
2: uh, uh, Yang uh, Express.
0: The Yang Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy, if you're listening, please read it. If you're going to buy a second bus, please call it that. <laughs> Not the Lex Express, the Yang Express. I'll be your hero. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> the next episode uh for the uh, for next week we're going to be talking about best and worst jobbers.
2: Ah uh, everyone's favorite wrestling I, topic. You
1: know, I feel like this might start some arguments. Really. It, it will. It
2: the, will. The, un, the
0: true unsung heroes of the wrestling industry, dare I say?
1: Oh, absolutely. We'll get into it. We Get talk about
0: your Barry Horowitzes to your Dwayne Gill's. We've got them all in abundance, and we're going to talk about our favourites and uh, not-so-favourites. Uh, will we be bringing up Eugene and his one return against the Calgary Kid? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see how we feel. We'll see how we feel. <laughs>
0: Are we going to be talking about the feeder system that WWE has with OVW? And are we going to also talk about the time that Alex Shelley was once a jobber on Sunday Night Heat? Possibly.
1: Let's, you know, let's save it it for next week.
0: week. Indeed, let us save it for next week. But uh, until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon, and you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast. We'll see you as ever on the next one. Bye everybody. Bye.